So uh, a couple weeks ago, I, I ran into a friend of mine, and, and we started talking, just catching up on things, and, um, and you know, just, just catching up on stuff. And I, as we were walking, he goes, I've got to tell you one more thing. I've got to tell you just one more thing. He said, I've been reading the book of Job lately. He said, I am so grateful for the God that we serve, who he is, um, and just that Jesus had, would save us. And, and so I was thinking about this, and I started talking. You know, his, his life has been pretty hard lately. Good, Josine. Maybe back one. There we go. Thanks. Um, so we're talking about uh, you know his his life, his um, his marriage is breaking up. He's at the same time going through cancer, and yet he's still saying to me, "I am so grateful for who God is. I'm thankful." He's I've been reading through Job, and it's just amazing for me to see how God is at work, how deeply God cares for us. He said it feels like He's right here with me in this. And it got me thinking about my own life and some of the things that I've been through, some of the difficulties and um, just things that have happened in my life when God has been with me. And I think about those times, you know, those times when you are afraid or when things are going horribly wrong. And, you know, there's those moments of peace that you have. You know, like you, I, you, you feel it. God, I feel that you're here. I know. I, I trust your promises. But then there's also those times, maybe some of you, I, I suspect most of you, if you're anything like me, those moments when you have fear. You say, God, I'm really afraid. I know who you are, and I know what you've done, but I'm still afraid. Or I'm still not quite sure about, what's, um, about how you're going to work this out or if you're going to work this out. It feels like the waves are huge feels like the waves are coming in over the sides of the boat. feels like the wind is howling. And it's, it's scary. It's terrifying. I'm wondering if maybe some of you have had these experiences. I, I think most of us have. You know, maybe most of you, or maybe some of you right now, it's something that you remember, a time, a difficult time in your life. And you remember that, that sense of, of fear. When everything seemed like it was coming in around you. Maybe some of you are in that place right now. Maybe things aren't going really well with your wife or with your husband. Or maybe things are going wrong with your health, too. It seems like the more you go into the doctor, the less solutions they have and the more problems they find. Or maybe some, maybe you're still mourning the loss of someone that you loved. You know, it's been weeks or months. Maybe it's even been years, and yet you still... Mourn their loss. These times when it feels like the waves are big, when the wind is howling and we get afraid. Well, this morning we find ourselves in the middle of the storm again. Not only in our own lives, but also as we look into the Word of God. Jesus is um, working here, and in, in I need to give a little bit of a backstory here of what's been happening. So earlier that day, Jesus was on a mountain with his uh, disciples and thousands of people had come. And he said to his disciples, you know, what are we going to feed them? And he already knew what he was going to do, but he's doing this just to, um, says to test them, to, to help them grow in their faith. And Andrew said, well, I found a boy here who's got five, five loaves of barley and two fish, but what is that among 5,000 people? But he forgets who he's talking to. He's talking to Jesus. Jesus, the creator 
takes bread, five loaves, and he feeds 5,000 people with it. Not just 5,000, 5,000 men, not including or in addition to the men and the women, or the, the women and the children who were also around. Over 5,000 people that he fed. And when they start, and everyone, it says it's very clear, it makes this point, that everyone had their fill. Everyone was satisfied. So it's not like they just had a little nibble <laughs> if they had a meal together. And he said afterward, Jesus sent the disciples so that none would be wasted, and they picked up 12 baskets of bread. That much was left over from what Jesus had multiplied. And so these people, seeing what Jesus had done, that they had been fed, and, this, and that just this amazing feeding of all these people and the teaching that he had been doing, they wanted to make him king by force. And Jesus knew this, so he withdrew. So he, he withdrew and he, he, he stole away while the disciples, they got into a boat and they headed back across the lake. And it wasn't too long as they started heading across the lake and I could imagine as they get in the boat, maybe the wind is starting to pick up. See, they were, they were on the Sea of Galilee, which is 600 feet below sea level. So storms can come up there pretty quickly. And so as they get in the boat, they start to go across and the wind starts to pick up and the waves get larger and larger. Now I imagine these guys probably don't think too much of it at first because four of the twelve are fishermen. The professional fishermen on this particular lake, on this Sea of Galilee. So I imagine they're probably thinking, oh, you know, we've seen this before, we can handle this, so let's go. And they, and they keep rowing, but all the while the storm is getting bigger and bigger. And it said in their rowing, they'd only made it about three to three and a half miles across the lake. And it sounds like the storm was huge. And it was terrifying. The waves begin to grow. Waves, the water begins to come over the sides of the boat, over the bow. The wind is howling. You can barely stand. You can imagine what these guys are beginning to think. The fear that's beginning to come over them. As all of creation begins to come uh, unravel, things begin to go horribly wrong. I suspect maybe some of you can relate to this right now. You are in difficult places in your life. Or maybe you're just coming out of a difficult place. Or maybe you sense yourself heading into a difficult time. Those times that we feel like the waves are more than we can handle when things are going hard and things are going wrong. When things are difficult in our families, relationships with, with your kids, maybe your kids are making the wrong choices. Or maybe your body just doesn't work the way it's supposed to anymore and things are getting harder and harder. We sense this too. We sense these storms, they come in life. But I have good news for you this morning. I have great news for you this morning. Regardless of how high the waves are and how hard the wind blows, if we watch, we'll still see Jesus coming. We'll still see Jesus coming to us in the storm. Uh, the thing that's amazing to me is that, first of all, that Jesus comes walking on the water. He comes walking on the water to his disciples. These guys are terrified. It says in the, in the text that they were terrified. And if you remember from the other gospel writers like Matthew and Mark, they say the, guy, the waves were huge and they were terrified. See, these guys, I suspect that not only are they terrified by the waves, how big they are, and the wind and the storm, 
But also they see Jesus walking to them on the water. (laughs) That's a little bit disconcerting, wouldn't you say? (laughs) To see anybody walking on the water, let alone Jesus walking toward you. So they were terrified. Now it says, um, and I think it's Mark's gospel, where he says that they thought maybe he was a ghost. Imagine these guys are thinking that the, the waves are high and that we've died already and we're seeing a ghost come toward us on the water. And so Jesus, seeing them, he says, I, I am. Do not be afraid. And I just got to say, that, him saying that stops me in my tracks. I mean, the image of seeing Jesus walk on the water alone, that gives me goosebumps. But the fact that he says, I, I am, stops me dead in my tracks. Because not only is Jesus walking the walk in the sense of walking on the water, but now he's talking the talk. He's saying the sort of things that God says. Now I know in the, in the sheet there, you'll see it, it says, um, the, the translation is, I am, or it's, it's me, he says in, in English. But actually in Greek, it's ego eimi, I, I am. Now, John remembers Jesus saying this a lot. There's a lot of occurrences in, Jesus, in John's gospel where he says, I, I am. But there's one that reminds me or that, that I think of when I hear Jesus saying this. And it actually comes from the Old Testament, from Exodus. When, Jesus is, or sorry, when Moses is talking with God at the burning bush, when God first speaks to him, he says, go and bring my people out of Egypt, save them from the slavery. Moses says, well, if I go and I tell them that that God is coming for them to save them, and they ask me, what is his name? What should I tell them? And it's here, God says, I, I am. Tell them that I am has sent you. And it's interesting because in the Greek, both in in, uh, uh, Exodus, it says, ego eimi. And here, Jesus says the same thing. Ego eimi, I am. I am. Do not be afraid. Now, it's a little bit subtle, and maybe at this one point you can say, well, you know, Jason, maybe you're making too much of that. But here's the other thing. I mean, Jesus says this a lot throughout this gospel, and John, or throughout John's gospel, and, you know, like, I am the bread of life. I am the bread who's come down. Um, but there's one place where it really strikes me. is when Jesus is in the Garden of Gethsemane, and these soldiers are coming to arrest him. They say, are you Jesus of Nazareth? And he says, I, I am. Now, at first you think, oh, maybe he's just answering the question, but what happens? All these people who come to arrest him, arrest him, they fall to their knees when he says this. I, I am. The name of God, the divine name of God, Jesus is using it here. Identifying himself, not just as some good man, just, not just as some miracle wa- worker who's figured out some way to walk on water, but the Lord of all creation. God the Son. I, I am. Do not be afraid. So we have Jesus here, not only walking the walk, literally walking on water, something that I would say only God could do. But he's also talking the talks, saying the things that only God says. But if that weren't enough, not only is Jesus walking the walk and talking the talk, but he's also 
Lord over all of creation. Lord over storms, over waves. When the waves get higher and the winds blow harder, He is still Lord over all of it. I can't help but wonder if John's listeners of this gospel, if they would hear the Old Testament when they hear the story of Jesus walking on the water. I think of Psalm uh, 69. When Jesus, or when the people say that, Lord, you have answered us with your awesome deeds of righteousness. O God, our Savior. You are the help, the hope of all the nations to the ends of the earth, even to the farthest seas, who, who formed the mountains in power. You have armed yourself with strength. And I get this, he says, and you have stilled the roaring seas and their roaring waves and the turmoil of the nations. You have stilled the seas. Or what about Psalm 85 where it says, O Lord God Almighty, who is like you? You are mighty, O Lord, and your faithfulness surrounds you. And you you rule over the roaring of the seas. And when the waves mount up, you still them. Through the Psalms, God has power over creation, especially the chaotic forces of nature, like the wind and the waves and the sea. See, we live in a little bit different time. For us, the sea is, is beautiful, and we love beaches, and we have this nostalgic view of the sea. But in the ancient world, the sea was a chaotic place. It was a place of chaos. You never knew what you were going to get. Storms could kick up and kill you in a moment. And so here, they are saying that Jesus is the Lord of the storms. Lord over the most troubling times. But it's interesting, if you would, look in your bulletin. There's this white sheet here. I wonder if maybe, if the people hearing John's gospel heard this. Look at Psalm 107. It's at the top of your sheet. Listen to this. It says, Others went out on the sea in ships. They were merchants on the mighty waters. They saw the works of the Lord, his wonderful deeds in the deep. For he spoke and stirred up a tempest and lifted, the high, lifted high the waves. They mounted up to the heavens and went down to the depths. In their peril, their courage melted away. They reeled and staggered like drunken men. They were at their wit's end. Then they cried out to the Lord in their trouble and he brought them out of their distress. He stilled the storm to a whisper. The waves of the sea were hushed and they were glad when it grew calm. And he guided them to their desired heaven, to their desired haven. Let them give thanks to the Lord for his unfailing love and his wonderful deeds for men. Let them exalt him in the assembly of the people and praise him in the council of the elders. This comes from Psalm 107. It talks about God's power over creation, over the chaos of creation, how how difficult, how chaotic our world can be. Jesus is still Lord. He is still King. I think, and I, I think when, they, when the people heard this, when the first hearers of John's Gospel heard this, I think they picked up on this. That God has power over the storms in the sea. Power over the storms of our lives. I'm saying this to encourage you. I hope that you see God this morning. And not only is Jesus walking the walk, walking on water, talking the talk, saying the sort of things that God says, I, I am, don't be afraid. But also doing the things that God does, stilling the storm. I want to make one point really clear. 
I want to make one point really clear is that Jesus is the Lord of the storms. As difficult as it may be, as scary as it may be at times, He is the Lord of the storm. I say this to encourage you, first of all, is that Jesus is God. He's more than just some great man, more than just some miracle worker. He is the Lord. He is I am. Do not be afraid. I say this to encourage you. These things that we face, no matter how difficult things are, if it's your marriage that is troubled, if it's your relationship with your spouse that's struggling, take heart because Jesus is the Lord. If it's your relationship with your kids, you're worried about the decisions they're making or the decisions they're making with their families, take heart because Jesus is the Lord. If you're worried about things happening with your health, if things are going wrong and it seems to be getting worse and worse, take heart because Jesus is the Lord of the storms. I want you to see who God is this morning. To recognize God in Jesus. But not only is he the Lord of the storm, as we see here, of, of, of waves and wind, but he's also the Lord of the storms of our lives. Those situations we face that terrify us, Jesus is still Lord. And I say this because I want you to see who Jesus is. I want you to recognize that when you see Jesus, you are also seeing God. He is fully human and fully God. I say this to encourage you, to, give you, to help you take heart. And it's amazing to me that when these storms come up, God doesn't just wait on the other side of the storm. I mean, can you imagine how different this story would be as if when the storm kicked up and the disciples were terrified and it looked like they were going to lose everything, like everything was going to go wrong. Can you imagine if Jesus was just on the shore saying, hey guys, I hope everything works out for you. I'm going to stay right here because there's a storm. No. God comes walking out into the storm comes walking right into the storms of our lives. It's amazing to me that the Lord of all creation, who can still the waters like this, comes and walks into the middle of the storms of our lives, and he's present with us. No matter how hard it's getting, no matter how difficult it has been, Jesus comes and he is present with us. He is Lord of the storm, right in the middle, right with us. I say this to encourage you. I want you to see who Jesus is. But it's one thing to say Jesus is God, that Jesus is the Lord of the storms, and it's another thing to trust him. That's the, the hardest journey in our faith, is moving it that 12 inches from our head to our heart. Because we can say this. We can say, I know Jesus is God. I've heard that. I've been to Sunday school. I've known that for years, maybe decades now. I know this. But it's hard when we have to move that to our heart and we begin trusting God. I know that's the hard part. It's easy to say, trust the Lord. It's much harder to do. But that's what I sense God calling us to this week. 
If you hear one thing this week, one thing this morning, I want you to hear this. Trust the Lord with your life. Trust Him. If things are really difficult right now, if things are hard and you're not sure what to do, if you are in the middle of the storm, it feels like for you, if it feels like the waves are 20 feet tall and the wind keeps knocking you down, trust the Lord. Trust the Lord this week. Or maybe things are actually going pretty well for you, which can also be pretty dangerous. Those times when we think, you know, thanks God, but I, I kind of don't need your help right now. I've got this covered. Things are fine. And I'm asking you, trust the Lord again. Even you, trust the Lord this week. Trust in Him. And maybe it's just, you know, if you can do it for all week, bless you, do it. But maybe some of you are thinking, I don't know how I can do this. Try it for one day. And if even that's too hard, try it for one hour. Lord, I'm going to trust you this hour. I've got these huge things that are on my mind, God, that I'm, I'm worried about, that I'm afraid of. I'm going to trust you with them for one hour, God. And when that happens, God, I'm going to trust you. That worked out well. I'm going to trust you again for one hour. Trust the Lord with your life. I know it's not easy. I know it can be terrifying at times. We, the things that come up, the things that are making us, that that concern us, that that make us afraid. Things that are going wrong. It's hard to trust. I know this. But it's one of these things where you just step out in faith. As we talk about this story about Jesus coming to the disciples on the water, I'm reminded of, um, I think it was Matthew who remembers it, that Jesus came out to the water and Peter said, Lord, if it's you, bid me to come to you. And he does. And Peter steps out of the boat in faith. Rick, your group is studying. If you want to walk on water, you have to get out of the boat. That we have to step out of the boat. Trusting our lives to Jesus is just like that. Stepping out of the boat. Saying, Lord, I don't know what's going to happen. And frankly, I'm scared, but I'm going to trust you with this. I'm going to trust my life to you. That's what I hear God calling us to this week. Imagine what that begins to look like in our lives. As more of us trust God with our life. And we start to have that peace, that joy, even in the midst of trouble, that testifies to the truthfulness of the gospel. It's interesting, Morley has said this to me numerous times in the years that I've known him. He says, as Christians, you know, I, he says, I'm not, so much, I'm not so sure if it's the fact that God heals us when we're sick. I think sometimes our best testimony is when God helps us walk through it faithfully. It's not just that we've been healed, but that we walk through these difficult times faithfully. I agree with him on that. I mean, it's awesome when God heals us, and that's the testimony. But it's also an amazing testimony when we go through difficult things faithfully, trusting God. The people begin to see, you know, this faith thing is real. I see the way that you're going through this, the way that you're trusting God. And I see the way that he works and the, the peace that he gives you. 
I believe it's true. The way we live begins to testify to the truthfulness of the gospel. So I encourage you, trust God this week. Not only for the testimony that it is to our community, but also for this. Jesus is the Lord of the storm. No matter how big the waves get, no matter how hard the wind blows, he is still the Lord of the storm. Amen.